Good morning, guys. Wait, you might not be listening to this in the morning. Let me start over. Hey, guys, what's up? I am here to talk to you today about my first marathon. I wish I knew how to insert like a little yay. Um, maybe I'll learn how to do that. <laughs> but I just wanted to come on here and tell you guys about my first marathon. Um, Some of you may have clicked on this episode and realized there was no content and I thought I scheduled it for 12 p.m. But I think I accidentally scheduled it for 12 a.m. And I knew I was going to record it this morning, but I don't know. I was all messed up. But I wanted to talk to you guys about my first marathon. If you've already read the blog today, um, I kind of gave an ultra detailed account of the marathon and um, I don't know if my words um, conveyed all of the emotions and all of the feelings that I had um, during the marathon, before the marathon, after the marathon. So I'm going to, as quickly as possible, ramble through what my first marathon was like. So just to take you back to the beginning, this this is going to be a bit of an episode, so I hope you can hang in there. But um, if you don't know me, if you are new to the show, my name is Jasmine, and I like to talk about uh, faith, Uh, Christian living, goals, dreams, and just basically how to live your best life, even if life isn't like allowing you to do that. I believe we have a choice every day to find the good, to find the beautiful, to find the lovely in our lives and in our days, because I guarantee you, uh, no matter how hard your life may feel or what you may be going through, there is someone in this world who would change places with you in a heartbeat. And that's not to, to undermine or belittle anything that you may be going through. Uh, but it's just to let you know that, um, you know, we, we do have choices that we can make and how we approach our day and how we handle hardships and different things. Blah, blah, blah. Let's keep going. Um, I ran my first marathon, um, what was that, five days ago on Sunday, November 14th. To take you back to the beginning, I have never run a marathon before, obviously, because it was my first. But I started running back in 2018. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed how my body felt. I enjoyed um, being out in nature. And I won't give you the whole, whole rundown that, you know, if you care about that, maybe, you know, I'll do a separate blog or site for that. But I um, I got into running because I needed to lose a few pounds, but it turned out that I just really enjoyed it. So I ran most of 2018 and then um, had my first like real race, quote unquote, which was like a 10 mile race that my city puts on every year where we run down Lake Michigan and up to the lighthouse and, and throughout downtown. It's a really, really pretty run, but I, I couldn't stand the run because I just, I was taking everything way too seriously and I wasn't really taking the time to enjoy running. And so I stopped running like consistently for just a few months and then 2019 came around and I knew, okay, I'm going to get back into this. And I ran all of 2019. I mean, I ran my first half marathon, um, in October of 2019, and it went really well. My training went well. I felt good during the race. I was very pleased with my time. Wonderful. So 2020, I set my running goals, and then 2020 happened, and my kids came home, and it just, um, they were in kindergarten and second grade. So like, from the moment I woke up, like I was just helping them with virtual school, helping them you know, just doing things throughout the day. It was also the dead of winter. So my running like really, really fell off. I was still running at the gym. I was still doing things up to that point. But once they came home in March, 
Like it just got put to the back burner. And then, you know, I ran sparingly through 2020. So when 2020 came this year, I knew I was like, I need a challenge. So I knew I was going to start running again. And I didn't have any goals or, or anything I was planning on doing. So I just started back running one mile and that one mile took forever. Um, Sandlot fans, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but it it took forever. And so I, I felt really discouraged because I'm like, I ran, you know, 13 miles a year and a half ago and now I can't run, you know, run one. Uh, but I just kept going. And then I found out that an organization that my husband and I have been supporting for um, for our whole marriage for almost 13 years now, we uh, they had a a challenge and it was 6K. And it was, I think it was May 22nd, but I got like a postcard in the mail and it was from Team World Vision. And it said, you know, on May 22nd, we want, you know, walk or run 6, 6K, which is 3.5 miles, because this is the average distance that people walk to get clean water in countries where they don't have access to it. And I was like, well, I'm going to do that. And so I ended up going on their website and found out that they had teams where you can fundraise and raise money to help people get clean water. And so I, you know, I love community. I love the community of runners. And so I joined the team and they didn't have a local team for me. They had one in Chicago, which I'm about an hour and a half away from. And they had one in Madison, which I'm about an hour and a half away from as well. And so I decided to join the Madison team and, um, I saw that they had a race in November. They had a half marathon and a full. And I was like, cool, I'll do the half marathon with them. And something in me was like, just do the full. Like, you need a big challenge, do it. And so I clicked on the full marathon. I signed up for that race. And I did it quickly because I didn't want to like back out of it. So my training began. And my training, and I've talked to you guys about it during, like I had so much stuff to pop up in my training. I had like three colds, like kind of bad ones where I was like laid out. One of them was really bad. Um, I had, you know, a, a, a death in the family where I had to travel out of town for, I had two other funerals that I had to go to. And, um, there were, I had, I'd struggled with some injury earlier on. So it was just so much going on, but the end of my training really wrapped up really well and I was feeling good and confident. So, you know, I was going into the race. Um, we, we, my husband and I, we got a hotel for that weekend and the kids, they came too. it was in the capital. So we counted it as a homeschool trip too, <laughs> but we uh, got a hotel and went up Friday night, checked in Saturday. We went to the race expo. Like this whole time I'm thinking I'm going to be all jittery and nervous, but I actually like, I felt super calm and peaceful. I need to take a sip of coffee, guys, because um, I'm I'm getting over a cold. I ran a marathon with like twinges of a cold left. So I'll see if I can edit this little sip of coffee out. If not, it's just going to be in here. And here comes the sip. I don't sip my coffee that loud. I was just being silly. But so anyway, we check in and I'm thinking like, am I going to get nervous? What's, you know, I feel so calm. I feel so peaceful. And I don't know. I guess my mindset was just like, at this point, I'm I'm here. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong. If nothing's going to go wrong, it's not, you know. And when I tell y'all, like, the forecast had was the only day of the week that had a snowflake in it. Like, I, I was like, really? The days before it, you know, the weather was decent. The days after even the weather was decent. Like, on Wednesday of this week, it was like 60 to 66 degrees here. But the day of the race, I woke up and I looked at my weather app and it said it was 32 degrees and the feel like temperature feels like temperature was 25 degrees. 
So I was like, okay, I'm running 25 degrees. You know, I'll, I'll be fine. I've run in snow before. I'll be fine. Once I got outside, it wasn't too bad. Um, I got to the race around 6.15 and I, I found the team that I was running with pretty quickly. And I was really excited because um, just having that community with these people that I've been, you know, talking to online all these months, it was it was so nice just to meet these people in real life and see their faces and they hugged me and it was all great. And um, we, we said a quick prayer and had a little gathering and we headed off to the start line and still, even at this point, I'm not nervous. I'm just really excited and ready to run. And it, it, it hadn't snowed up to this point. So the gun went off and, and we took off and I was feeling good. I'm feeling fresh. I'm feeling strong. I'm feeling ready. And in the first couple of miles of the marathon, like everything was going really well. Like I felt really, really good. Um, typically when you run, you kind of keep track of what's called your splits. So you, you keep track of your time at certain points. So you keep track at the 10K point or like the 5K point, which is you know a little over three miles. 10K is a little over six miles. Uh, maybe your 10 mile point, your half marathon point, which is 13.1. And I think from there, like you look at maybe some people do 20K, 25K, 30K. You look at how long it's taking you to get to these points to make sure you're on pace to finish in your desired time. And so my 5K, you know, pace was good. My 10K pace was good. My 10 mile pace was good. My half marathon pace was good. Everything was, you know, on pace for me to finish in the time I wanted to finish in. And so like the first you know, a couple miles, I felt like, you know, everything was going really good. But then at mile eight, it started to snow and it wasn't like thick snowflakes. It was, if if you're from the North or the Midwest or somewhere where you get snow, it was, you understand it was that snow rain. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily sleet, but it was like, oh, it's snowing. Wait, it's raining. Oh, it's snowing. Wait, you know, like kind of back and forth. And so this went on from like mile eight to 18. So for 10 miles, I was running in the cold and the snow and my feet were getting wet and I was still doing okay. And, um, my best friend called me while I was like, right, getting ready to pass the half marathon point. And I told her, I was like, I'm feeling good. Uh, like, I think I'm going to finish in about, you know, five and a half hours. I'm a slow runner. So I was going to be happy with five and a half hours. Um, and I, I just, I was feeling really good. And then what, by the time I got to like mile 18 and the snow stopped, I could tell that like, my body felt so, um, all my energy had been exerted, like running through the snow, running through the wet and the cold, like my hands were cold. My, my body was a little bit warmed up just because once you start running, it warms up, but like my hands felt cold. My nose was cold. And I knew I was like, I am physically drained and I still have eight more miles to go. So like that 10 miles when it snowed and like, it really beat my body up. But luckily there was, um, there was a guy, um, I was running with one girl off and on for like the first 17 miles, but there was a guy I met at around mile 17 named Muhammad, and I will never forget him for as long as I live. And we just kind of began to encourage each other, like, come on, we're going to do this. Yes, it was really hard, but look, the, it's kind of clearing up now. And so at about mile, I was probably at about mile 18 and a half, I stopped to take off my shoe because there was some rocks in it, like little pebbles that were starting to annoy me. They had been in there for a little while, but I was like, I've got to get these out. So I took my shoe off and dumped the pebbles out. And when I bent down to like put my foot back in and I pressed my foot down into the shoe, like my left calf seized up so tight. Like it felt like a rock. And my eyes like welled up with tears. I never had a cramp from running before. 
I've never like, you know, had, you know, anything. Also, I've never run this far before, but I've never had anything go too bad, like during a run. And so I just like, I was getting ready to cry and I, I looked down at my calf and I just started yelling at it. I was like, you need to loosen up right now. Get up. You need to finish this race. Get up. I probably looked crazy. And so I got up and, and Mohammed had kind of run by me. He's like, are you okay? Are you okay? I was like, I'm, I'm okay. I was like, I'm just, you know, I'm getting a cramp out. He's like, come on, get up, stretch it out, move your feet, you know, and um, very encouraging. So I got up and the cramp went away. But the exhaustion stayed and my legs, like my legs felt okay at this point. My body felt okay. And I just knew it was like my feet were really tired at this point. But I knew um, like if I could just keep my mind strong, I'm going to be okay. And that, you know, segue off of the marathon, I've been learning so many different things and thinking about so many different things being just a few days removed. But um, that's just how life is sometimes. Like if you can just keep going (laughs) You're going to be okay. And I'm sorry if you hear me tear up because I probably will. But um, when I was in my early 20s, I worked in this uh, senior citizen apartment complex. And I met my one of my best friends there. She came in looking for a job because she was getting ready to go through a divorce. Her husband had to put her out of the house. It was all this drama. And um, she was having like custody issues with her kids. Like they were full time with him. And like it was just a mess. And you don't have to know all her life. But I thought about her during that marathon, like she would come to work every day. She had all kinds of craziness going on in her life, but she would come to work every day and make our residents happy. She was our activities director. She would smile and laugh and plan great parties. And every day she put one foot in front of the other with a smile on her face. And I thought about her as it was starting to get really rough the next couple miles. I thought about her and I said, you know, she had and still has the strength to get through every day, even though her world was falling apart. And in a couple years ago, like previously when we were like really close, I mean, it was falling apart, but she had the courage and the strength and the fortitude to go every, take every day, you know, full on and to take it with joy and not let the things around her weigh her down. And I thought about her as it was getting really hard. And, you know, I I kept running. I'm sorry, I'm about to cry. (laughs) I kept running and around mile 18 and a half, my family called and they were like, we think we know where you are. You know, my, my husband and my kids. And so they drove by me running and kind of slowed down and I waved to them. I'm like, hey guys. And I just, it was a little bit after the cramp. So I was feeling okay. And so they ended up parking right before mile 20. And so when I finished this next mile or so, I see them standing on the corner. The kids are waving and everything. And so I run up to them. I give them a hug and I see my husband, I look at him, I'm like, I'm struggling. You know, I feel like I'm about to cry, but I don't want to cry in front of them. And I was like, I'm really struggling. No, actually, I said, your girl is struggling. (laughs) I always say your girl to him. I said, your girl is struggling. And so at this point, though, like at 20 miles, it's like, I have six miles left. Like, I can't quit. And I didn't mention this, but like people were dropping off like flies. Like a lot of people didn't even show up to the to the start line and and you've got to show up. I'm not talking about that race exactly, but just in life when things are going wrong and you don't know what the outcome is going to be, like just show up because you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm so glad I did show up, but people were dropping off at like mile five. People were dropping off at like mile um, 13. I just saw people just not making it. And I was like, I've got to keep going. So mile 20 at this point, I can feel like my mind is slipping. <laughs> I was still on my target pace, but I, I could see that um, 
there was a 20 mile marker strip where you, if you run across it, uh, there's a chip in the number that's on your shirt. And when you run across these markers, it will clock your time and say, okay, they're going to finish in this amount of time. But I was towards the back. So they were starting to like pack stuff up and I'm like, you know, I'm still on pace to finish in a good time. I, I didn't feel like they should have been packing it up at that point. So I had to like run around the person. So I didn't get to go over the strip. I had to run around the person and um, at the 20 mile mark. So at that point, my chip, like where people could track me kind of dropped off where they didn't know where I truly was. It was just guessing where I was at that point. And so I got to mile 21 and this is where the proverbial wheels fell off. Like I stopped to use the bathroom and really, I just, I didn't even have to go to the bathroom all the way. I just, I just, I just needed to stop. <laughs> I just needed like a change in scenery or something. And I was hoping that this was going to bring on a, a second wind, which it, it did not. And and this was the moment where I was sitting in that porta potty <laughs> and I was like, I could just quit now. Like I did my best. I ran 21 miles. That's a long way to run. Um, I, I just, I, I thought I was like, I was like, I, I, I want to tell you guys, like, I was tough and I had the eye of the tiger and I knew that nothing was going to keep it. But, like, I wanted to quit. I was like, I can just jump in one of these, a van, you know, because they have race vans. And, again, I was towards the back, so the vans were, like, you know, paying attention to where everybody was. And I was like, I, should, I could just jump in this warm van and quit. But as I sat in that porta potty, I, I knew, I was like, okay, I, I have a decision I need to make. I can give up or keep going. But, truthfully... I had already made the decision that I was going to finish the marathon. When I signed up for the marathon back in May, I had already decided I was going to finish. As I was doing the training and it was getting hard, I had already decided I would finish a marathon. I even, I bought one of those 26.2 stickers like the day before we went up because I had already decided I was going to finish this marathon. So I came out of that bathroom like with a, like just kind of an, a, a, a stronger mindset again, like I've already said I was going to finish and no matter how it happens, I'm going to finish. So I started feeling okay and I began to walk run with my new friend, Muhammad, and we talked about running and our families and, and, and pretty soon we were able to see the Capitol building and everything I felt like was going well. I'm like, yes, we're almost there. We're about three miles away. I was feeling confident. I was moving. Everything looked like it was going good. And then... Um, I broke down. <laughs> I broke down. Um, and it was, you know how like something will happen, something like big things will go wrong in your life, but then it'll be that small thing that like sets you off. And so this was like the straw that broke the camel's back. You know, I'd already dealt with the little cramp. I dealt with the snow and the cold and the mile marker being taken up. But at around mile 23, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. The race crew were beginning to pick up cones behind us because we were the last, some of the last people. And we, they, the guy in the car got out and he came over to us. We were running on the sidewalk to me and Muhammad. And he said, you guys are doing great. You only got a couple miles. Um, unfortunately, we, we have to start picking up these cones. We have to open up the roads for traffic. Um, so I need you guys to stay on the, stay on the sidewalk, but we have to start picking some stuff up. And like, I was using the cones, you know, cause there weren't a lot of runners around us. There were a few ahead of us, but I I was like, I was using the cones to make sure I was staying the right way. Cause sometimes it, w- it would be confusing. Like, wait, do I go right? Do I go straight? You know? Um, and I just started crying. I was like, Oh no, because like, if you know me, I don't know. 
I still use GPS to get around the city sometimes that I live in. And it's a small city. Like it, we don't even have a freeway like close, like right, right by me. And I still sometimes use GPS like to figure out how to get places in the city. And so I don't know how to use a map very well. And I just started crying. And Muhammad was like, like I cried after the guy left. And Muhammad was like, are you okay, Jasmine? Are you hurt? Do you need anything? I was like, no, I'm just scared. I'm going to get lost because I can't read a map. Like I am bawling. I know Muhammad was like, oh, Lord, why did I stuck with this? <laughs> but no, he was so nice. He was like, don't worry, Jasmine. I've got this. I've got my our map right here. We're going to get to the finish line. We can see the capital. We're going to be there. And so, <laughs> so like I just kind of, you know, I, I kind of got it together. I wiped my tears. And in my in my mind, I was just like thanking God for Muhammad. I was like, Lord, thank you so much for sending me someone for when I was struggling. And, you know, I, 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 saw, I told Muhammad, I'm like, I'm so sorry for falling apart. Like, I'm usually a very strong, independent person. <laughs> but um, I, I, I was so thankful that he was there because I don't I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know if I could have finished without him like <laughs> He helped reading the map. He just helped and kept encouraging me. And it just reminded me of how God will send the right people into your life at the right time. I'm sorry, like my heater just came on and it's kind of loud, but I'm sorry. We're just going to keep going. But God will send the right people into your life. Actually, I'm walking to another room at the right time. You know, I think about my friend um, in Houston we came into each other's lives at exactly the right time. She needed someone for the the season she was going through with her divorce. And I was just lonely. I was living in a city where I didn't know anyone um, other than my residents. And, you know, God knew that we needed each other for that time. And now over the past maybe 10 years, uh, we, you know, we don't talk as much. Like I maybe talk to her on the phone like twice a year. Maybe we'll text a couple times a year, but we, we were 100% there like 24 seven for each other when we needed it. And God will send you someone when you need it most. And I really believe that God sent me Muhammad to it when I was going to be at my weakest moment. And so we, we kept moving on. I wiped my tears and my family called me around mile 25 because it was showing that I was supposed to be almost done, um, like right there, but I, I wasn't. And so, um, I could tell at this point, like I knew I wasn't going to make the cutoff. The cutoff was six hours, but, um, the, the race crew had radio ahead and they said, you know, leave the finish line up. We still got just a few people out here. And so at this point, um, I had in my pocket, a letter from my daughter that she had wrote days before the marathon. And she told me, you have to wait till your marathon to open this. And when I opened it, it was a picture of me and her holding hands and she drawn another picture of me right at the finish line. And it said, see you at the finish line. So, of course, my my eyes watered up again because I knew I was like, my kids are like less than a mile away. I'm going to I'm almost done. I I'm about to have accomplished this. And so, you know, when, once I we, I don't know who designed this course, but when I when it was all said and done, it said I ran 27.5 miles. So it was off. I will tell you that. And a couple of other people said the same thing. But when I turned the street to where the finish line was, my family was right there. And I just started it. Like my eyes started watering up and tears were already kind of coming. But as soon as my feet like crossed that finish line, I just started sobbing. And I couldn't contain myself because 
I finished a marathon and I, they had, you know, they kept the finish line up and all that. And I, um, I got to cross over the finish line and I got my official time, which was over the cutoff time. And, um, you know, I just, I felt so proud, even though that I didn't finish as fast as I wanted to, um, I didn't quit and I didn't give up. And, you know, 2020, even this year, 2021 was a year that took a lot of people by surprise. There were a lot of challenges that we've had to overcome as a nation, as a world, as individuals. And sometimes like you just felt like you didn't know what was going to happen day to day. You know, it's like we all came home in March and was like, oh, the kids will be back after Easter. Perfect. Oh, the kids will be back, you know, here at school here. Okay, cool. Um, actually we want everybody to stay in their house and not leave. Oh, okay. It was like, we had just come from a point where you almost felt like you couldn't start anything or finish anything. And so this moment for me just felt so, um, monumental in that, just, just that feeling of accomplishment that I started something this year and I finished it. I crossed this finish line and I finished it. And then just thinking about the journey that I went on that year, this year, that at the beginning of this year, I couldn't even run a mile, like nonstop. And when I, when I finally was able to, like, it was taking me like 15 minutes and and I'd come so far and I felt so proud after crossing that finish line. And, you know, technically since I, I, I didn't finish the course by the cutoff time, like on the race page, it says that I got a DQ, which means like disqualified. Some people, some racists have DNF, which means did not finish. And and when I saw that DQ, I'm not going to lie, I got a little bit discouraged for just a, for a minute. But then I reminded myself, like, I know on the races page, I didn't qualify, but I I qualified in my own eyes. Like, I got to cross the finish line. The race texted me my official time. And even though I got that DQ by my name, like, I honestly had to change my perspective. And for me, that means didn't quit. Like, that whole race... I had so many opportunities where I could have just quit and dropped out, but I did it. And I thought about Psalms 27, 13. It says, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You know, King David was anointed king when he was a young boy, but he didn't become king till well over a decade after that. And he had to deal with Goliath and he had to deal with Saul who was supposed to be his friend at one point trying to kill him. He had to deal with other people trying to kill him. He had to hide in the army of his enemies. He had to act like a an insane person so people wouldn't kill him. He had so many things come up against him. And and he could have given up. He could have said, oh, I thought I was going to be king. I thought this was going to be great, but I'm facing all these challenges. But but he says, and, and it's believed that he wrote this psalm, like, if he didn't believe that he would see God's goodness, he would have given up. And I believe that if I, when I was running, that if I kept going, that there was a prize at the end for me, above the medal, above um, a times like a time on my little card saying how, how long it took me. I knew that when I finished this race, my life was going to be changed. And it has been like, it is just, it's given me a determination that I, I don't think I ever would have had. Like I I literally feel like I can do anything. And every people say, if you've never run a marathon, you need to. Like everyone should run a marathon. And I agree completely. I know people who walk marathons. Um, but if you've never challenged yourself to do something that seems impossible, um, a marathon will make you feel like you can do anything. You know, and at the beginning of this year, when I started this podcast, I think I started back in like March or April, I felt like, like one part of me was like, do it, 
great. And the other part was like, no one knows you. No one's going to listen to you. Who cares? But I did it anyway. When I started my blog consistently this year, I said, you know, one part of me was like, let's go. You've got a voice and you're going to share the love of Jesus Christ with people. But the other side of me said, no one knows you. No one cares what you have to say. No one's going to read your blog. But I just kept going. And I feel that now that I've done this race, I can do anything. I can homeschool my kids well. I can keep my house clean. (laughs) I can write a book. I can grow my podcast and my blog. I can make an impact in the lives of others. And, and sometimes I think, especially as, an, as adults, like we don't get gold stars. We do all these things. And, and spe- I, I mean, I'm not trying to be stereotypical or anything, but, you know, especially as a stay-at-home mom, I'm, I, I feel very fulfilled as a, as a mom and a homemaker and everything. But the truth is, like, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't always get you don't get like a good job for everything you do, but you do it out of love. You do it out of service for your family. Um, and a little segue, I was watching this show with my kids. It's called Big City Greens, and it's really funny. It's a little cartoon. And the guy is a farmer, and he lost his farm. It went bankrupt. He went bankrupt, and he had to move to the city. So he has a little farm in the city. Um, and he started playing this digital video game where he can make his farm as big as he wanted. And his kids are like, come back to real life. And he's like, no, I want to stay in the digital farm because, you know, it, it's great. I, I can open all these acres. I can do all this stuff. And then when he finally gets back to real life, he's really sad because he said, sometimes I just, I feel like I can't level up. You know, I lost the farm and now we're here in this small place in the city. And I just feel like I can't level up. And, and at, like, I'm, I'm not going to cry, but I may because this episode always makes me cry. But sometimes just as an adult, you just feel like you can't level up. You feel like you are at the same level. You're doing the same things. You're washing the same dishes. You're cleaning the same messes. And you feel like you don't have room to grow or get better. But I want to encourage you that you do. You can level up. And running this marathon, like, I feel like I leveled up. I'm like Jasmine 12.7 right now. And, um... Yeah, I just I I probably could ramble about this forever, but I will I will just leave you with this encouragement that anything you put your mind to, you can do it. Even if it gets hard, even if it gets rough, even if there are setbacks, if you decide that you're going to do something, I believe that through the power of of Jesus Christ, through the power of the one who is greater than in you than the one that's greater than in the world, I believe that you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, stay, stay tuned next week. I'll have a short episode. I will, um, cause it'll be Thanksgiving week. I'll do a real short episode for next week. And I look forward to where this podcast is going to go. I feel like it can go anywhere. Now that I did that marathon, this podcast can do anything and go anywhere. So you guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay warm and have, um, have the best day. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Seeking God, Loving Others. You can read more inspiration and join our email list at jasminelozano.com. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss an episode. While you're there, you can leave a rating and review to help others find the podcast. Be sure to tune in every Monday for new episodes and a great way to start the week. Thanks again for listening. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. God is on your side.